Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, I'm back with another episode of What's On My Mind. In this episode, it's going to be uh, the term election. With everything that's going on in the world, I know you might be thinking I'm talking about the temporal or the earthly election, but I'm not. I'm talking about true biblical election, and um, it's going to be an interesting time, and I I pray that you are encouraged and admonished by God's Word. So join me for another episode now of What's On My Mind, Election. episode of what's on my mind and um, it's titled election and um, I surprise if you were you were logging in here or you saw this uh, I'm not trying to do clickbait uh, but this will have nothing to do with what's going on in America right now um, I just has been on my mind um, obviously with some things that have been going on recently the word has been going through my mind now I, I wanted to do this no matter what the uh, results or whatever is going on has nothing to do with that. So again, apologize for the clickbait. It's not my intention, but this is what uh, what's on my mind. Election, and uh, so first of foremost, uh, turning your Bibles to Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. We're going to be there, um, and a bunch of other different places. I hope to make this fairly quick. But First Thessalonians one four is the other place we'll start. Um, so put your finger there in Second Peter chapter 1, and then turn over really quick, and we'll read 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, if I can get to it here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. There we go. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Knowing, brethren, beloved, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. And so that's got my uh, my thinking uh, was with that word election um, that's been on my mind. So here we are with what's on my mind, episode six. And so it, this isn't about that. Again, like I said, it's not about what's going on in the world as far as that. But it's a it's an admonition to believers, and also um, it's a simple gospel message. Um, if if you had followed this for me for a long time and you'll know that I don't talk about that kind of stuff. I want to, I want the, this channel, this uh, ministry to be about having the mind of Christ. And that goes for myself and anybody else that's watching um, as saved individuals, having the mind of Christ. Now, I should have had this out. I had uh, the word pulled up here, the word election pulled up here in the Webster's 1828 and uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the term is used for um, as the act of choosing a person to fill an office or employment. But what I wanted to go down to was uh, the another definition down here. It says 
uh, predetermination by God by which persons are distinguished as objects of mercy become subject or grace are sanctified and prepared for heaven. So this has nothing to do again with anybody saying that, that we've been predestinated uh, for salvation. It just means after salvation, you've been predetermined. It's already sure. It's already been decided what's going to be the outcome of that. You've been predestined to take on the image of God. This corruption will put on incorruption, so forth and so on. We've talked about that many times. But your election is sure is the kind of the thought. And, you know, we talked about that in First Thessalonians 1 and verse 4. It says, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. This is obviously salvation is of God. But then when we go back over to Second Peter, uh, we'll take some time and we'll read down through here. And uh, again, dispensationally, this may be talking about some other things. And election is used in Romans, uh, especially talking about the nation of Israel. We're not going to talk about that today, um, but it is used for those in the church of the living God, saved individuals now in this dispensation. So we're not talking about the Israel election. Um, so I just wanted to make that clear. Also, uh, this is episode six, and I thought it was very interesting, as you know, coincidental, of course, but the there's six times the word election is used in the Word of God in the New Testament there. And then, but the first point I wanted to make was, are you in the faith? Now, we've we've talked about that before on here. This is obviously something to be very cognizant of, and that's the most important thing. So let's read First Peter, or excuse me, Second Peter chapter one. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So obviously speaking to us as born-again believers here, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according at his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, your election. Uh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Remember, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed, finally, when our body is redeemed. That's the blessed hope. Whether our, And so whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, here's that promise, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, as we were created originally. Man was created in the image of God, body, soul, and spirit, to be perfect. That'll be happening again. Having escaped the corruption, see, that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Salvation is by faith. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Absolutely. Plus nothing, minus nothing. Faith. In this dispensation, faith. It's, the Bible is very clear about that. What are we to add after that? Here's some indicators, and we'll, we'll get into this, but it says faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten, not that he's not in the faith, but hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. 
for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So your election, sure. So the first thing I wanted to ask is, are you in the faith? Election. If you're in the faith, we, as we just read, we're going to go down through here, but are you in the faith? 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. Uh, let's turn over there real quick. Um, I have written down here in my notes. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. The Bible says here, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. You can forget who you are. And uh, look at an, another, uh, what's on my mind when it says, remember who you are. Um, we've used this verse, we've talked about it before, but again, make your election sure. It's not to make you doubt, quote unquote, your salvation, but if you're not noticing these things in you, they needs to really concern you. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But again, examine yourselves. Examine by what? The Word of God. I can't examine you. I can see some things on the outward and stuff like that, but I don't know the inward. Only God knows the inward. So if you have the mind of Christ, you have the spirit of the living God living inside of you. He has redeemed you. He has, uh, he has sealed you until the day of redemption. Then here's some things you need to be looking at, whether they are present. But are you in the faith? Let's turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Just a few pages back. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 13. The Bible says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. So again, we are to look out for each other. I'm just admonishing you and myself, obviously. Like this is geared and pointed directly at me. I'm all, Like I told you before, I always look in the monitor. I'm looking right at myself this entire time because this is definitely for me. First, so that was 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And then go back to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 9. Just asking simply, are you in the faith? Are you in the faith? 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 9. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 9 says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So again, we are together to admonish each other and to exhort each other and everything like that. And I think this is really interesting when it says, whom resists steadfast in the faith, you know, because it's talking about the prior verse, it's talking about the, your adversary, the devil, um, is as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We know he, Satan cannot take you out of the grasp of, of Jesus Christ. You are secure in his hand. He has sealed you. The devil is not doing anything, but he can devour your testimony. He can devour your walk. He can devour those things. He's roaring. He's roaming about, as it says, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So how do we resist that? Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So again, some things to remind yourself about. And if you're not in the faith, then let me offer you a gift. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. 
if you're not in the faith, if you're if you have any sorts of uh, doubts or you've never come to the end of yourself, that godly sorrow, knowing that you cannot do anything to save yourself, your sins have separated you, has separated you from God, and the only way, as Jesus said, is through Him. But let's look at First Corinthians fifteen. Verses 1 through 4, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Here's the good news. Here's the gift that I want to offer you today, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Remember, are you in the faith? If you're in the faith, quit you like men. Stand fast in that faith. But if you're not, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you. Now, again, we don't have time to go through this, but this doesn't talk about you can lose your salvation. But that's for another message. Unless you have believed in vain, there is a potential for that to happen. So be careful. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. God in flesh came to this world. He, he manifested himself, took on flesh. So that, you know, and it, he lived a sinless life. He was a sinless sacrifice. He was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin, the Bible says. He died for our sins, though, plural. That means all of them. Do you have to name them all specifically? No. Realize that you're a sinner and you can't do anything about it. That's what the scriptures say. He died for your sins, for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He really died. He really was in the ground for three days and three nights. And he rose again. There was nothing that was keeping him from doing that. So not only did he have victory when he died on the cross, that shedding of blood, the remission of sins, but he also showed openly death and he was the first fruits of the resurrection, meaning he was the first that will never die again. There was people that were that died that were raised uh, from the dead. Jesus did it with Lazarus, but Lazarus died again in his flesh. But Lazarus one day will be subject to that first fruits because Jesus in him, Christ in him, the hope of glory, one day Lazarus, the dead in Christ, shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. But if you're not in the faith, that's the gift. John chapter 4 and verse number 10, Here's the reason why I call it a gift is because this is what Jesus called it. In John chapter 4, he offers the woman at the well a gift. Let's look at what he says here in John chapter 4. You cannot save yourself. It's impossible. You cannot live up to that standard. Only one did. That's why he's, his righteousness is imputed to you because of his sacrifice and your faith in that. All right, John chapter 4 and verse number 10. The reason why I call it a gift, and I have another series on, on this channel or on this podcast platform or however you're listening or watching that talks about the gift of God series. But Jesus answered and said unto her, this is the woman at the well, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is, that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The Bible says in other places that living water is the spirit. 
that living water that will come in at the moment of salvation and just as if you've never sinned ever because you're being looked at through his righteousness. What an amazing thing. Other places, Acts chapter 8 and verse 20, that proves that the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. Romans 6.23, I'll t- we can turn over there real quick. Romans 6.23, this is the condition that you're in if you're not in the faith. Romans 6 and verse number 23 says, For the wages of sin, remember he died for your sins, but the wages, if you're still in your sins, is death. It's eternal separation for God from God in a in a place that you do not want to go in the in hell that if, that people in hell are they're still burning today that have died within their sins with no sacrifice covering them and remisting or taking away their sins and then one day that hell is going to be cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity but the gift of God here's the good news that's the wages but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's only through the blood. It's only through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Because in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9, the Bible says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. There it is, not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't boast about this. There's no way to save yourself. It's the gift of God. How? Through, as it says here. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You're saved through faith. By grace. And uh, that's available. So again... Contact me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com if you've made it this far into the video, and I'd love to talk to you. Or leave a comment below or wherever you want to do, but get that settled today. Now, if you are back in the, you are in the faith, here's my last thing I want to talk to you about. Remember to stir up that gift of God. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse uh, 6. talks about stir up the gift of God. Are you so far away? Have you forgotten that you're once purged from your sins as we just read in in 2 Peter? Stir up the gift of God. Remember who you are. Remember there should be some things present. We just read that in 2 Peter chapter uh, 1. That isn't what saves you. And it's not what keeps you saved because you didn't save yourself. He keeps you saved. There's no front-loading or back-loading of works. It's by grace through faith not of works. However, after you are saved, there are some things that should be present. And it's good that the Bible gives us these things so that we can say, hmm, am I in the faith? Boy, these things should be evident. These are really good things for us to look at. And we just read down through there, there's seven things. Interesting. Seven things that should be present. It says, first, virtue. Again, remember, we were back there in Second Peter. It says, add to faith. Right? Second Peter chapter 1, when it says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. That's the first thing, virtue. Look up the word virtue and see what that talks, talks about. 
And then it says, and to virtue, knowledge. Grow in grace in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Study your the Bible. There should be a passion, a desire, a, a want to see what God has for us in his word. Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Number three is temperance. Temperance, it says, and to knowledge, temperance. You got to temper that. And look at the word temperance. Boy, it's it's not wild swings and this, that, and the direction. It's tempered. It's on top of each other, layered over, tempering the, the steel. So that, that same, same root word, it's folding back on it. Scripture upon scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. And, the, and to temperance, patience. If you find yourself a not very patient person, and I'm looking at myself right now, you got to know that I'm in the flesh at that moment. Patience. Patience. And to patience, godliness. I equate this to having the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Godliness. Now, notice this isn't like some sort of like we can attain godlike status. No, no shape, fashion, or form, but godliness, having the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. Kindness. Do you have kindness for those that are also in the faith? Hmm. And, and it says there finally, and to brotherly kindness, charity. That's having the right type of love. It's not dependent on whether somebody else loves you or not. It's unconditional, has no set parameters on it. You're going to love them. Brotherly love. Brethren, these things ought to be so. Because look at verse number eight, and we're almost done. For if, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How old are we going to grow? Let this mind be in you. Philippians 2, 5. Having the mind of Christ, allow it. Remove yourself. Die to self. Die daily. Stir up the gift of God. Because if not, here is a warning. Look at verse number 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. You can get to there that point very quickly. Remember who you are. Stir up the gift of God, die daily. This is the admonition I'm giving you. Now, to bring the elections, if you find yourself being this torn up or it's one way or the other, and so ingrained in that, I would just ask you simply, are you having the mind of Christ on these things? That's all I'm going to ask you. Because if not, if you're not having the mind of Christ, if you don't, aren't showing these things of virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, kindness, charity, it's a warning that if you stay there and you don't die to self, you can very quickly forget who you are. That's not a good place to be. Remember, you're an ambassador. You represent somebody else. You represent another country. So instead, verse 10, Wherefore, the rather. So instead of all this other stuff, like forgetting who you are, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Election sure. Diligence. It's nonstop, constantly. Not trying to keep your salvation. Once again, I'll say it again. It has nothing to do with that. 
but it has something to do with you remembering who you are. Give diligence, brethren. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Meaning simply, the life of a Christian, the what you should be doing, these things that we we're talking about here, your walk, dying to self on a day-to-day basis, bringing that flesh into subjection by letting the spirit, letting this mind be in you. Make your election sure. You'll have so much peace and joy. So if you find yourself not having peace and joy over temporal elections, remember, make your election sure. Remind yourself, oh, Lord, thank you for reminding me today that by your grace, I'm not of this world. None of this stuff should be affecting me to this point. So once again, election. And that's what's been on my mind. I hope and pray that this has been an admonition and a, and a joy to you to look through these scriptures with me because they were definitely for me. Um, not that I was fretting over anything or particular, but just over several weeks, you keep hearing this. It's all you hear about is uh, temporal elections. And then you have to think to yourself, hmm. And so no matter what the outcome of this life, make your election sure today. If you're not in the faith, it's a free gift. It's available. Get a hold of me. And that's what's on my mind. Thank you for joining me on Episode 6, What's on My Mind, Election. God bless.